is Encounters with Jesus with Dr. Ellie Gonzalez and Malcolm Pollard. Brought to you by Good News Unlimited, taking you through the life of Jesus in a powerful and practical way. Ellie, I've watched a couple of films of um, supposed demon-possessed people, and they can be pretty scary, particularly when you're young. You probably okay. shouldn't be watching them. No, I um, wasn't allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> it can be pretty intense watching, and any kind of possession of anything where someone doesn't look like they're themselves, and particularly when it looks like there's some sort of demon involved, can be pretty freaky. But it was never a bother for Jesus in this encounter, though. No, this is actually one of the most freakiest most intense encounters, I, I think, mm. that Jesus had where he cast the demons out of this demon-possessed man. Let me give you the setting here. The, the story in the Bible says that Jesus went across the lake into the region of the Gerasenes. Now, the region of the Gerasenes was on the eastern shore of Lake Galilee facing the Decapolis, which were these ten Gentile cities. So this was a Gentile region, uh, different parts of the shoreline around the Lake Galilee you know, they weren't all Jewish. Right. There was only one part that was Jewish, in fact. And so it was a Gentile region, and the Greek culture predominated there. And that's the reason why, as we'll see in the story, they kept pigs. Now, okay. You never find a Jewish pig farmer, no. right? <laughs> Not if he goes to the synagogue regularly. Sure. You know, kosher. Jewish people would have nothing to do with pigs. And so that's what they did on this side of, of the lake. Jesus goes across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, and when... Jesus got out of the boat, he gets a really interesting welcome. There's this man who's demon-possessed who rushes out of the tombs to meet with him. Now, why is he in the tombs? What we need to understand here is that tombs were considered very impure and very unclean in all ancient cultures. If you ever you know, go to Europe and, and visit Pompeii, for example, or any ruins of any ancient city, mm. outside the city is where the tombs are, and you can visit the tombs. Tombs are never inside the city. They don't have cemeteries inside cities. You know, the tombs are always outside because the dead and anything to do with the dead supposedly polluted, you know, the living. So here's a man who is a complete outcast from his society. He can't live among them. In fact, he lives among the tombs because among the tombs he can find some shelter. Sure. Right? And he rushes to meet Jesus. What a welcoming reception, screaming and yelling, <laughs> throwing his hands around. And uh, it tells us here that this man not only lived among the tombs, but no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. He'd often been chained, says the story, hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons off his feet. So here's a man who is demon-possessed and who has supernatural strength as a result. The local inhabitants are terrified of him mm. because of his, his screams. We're told in the story that night and day in the tombs, and among the hills, he, he would just scream and shriek and he'd self-harm. He'd slash his body with sharp stones. See, self-harm isn't a modern thing. And he was just completely out of his mind and the local inhabitants were terrified of him and that they would actually chain him to the tombs to stop him, you know, running around and, and hurting them mm. and hurting himself. Mm. Just pretty, pretty distressing. So Jesus lands, uh, jumps off the boat, and as he's jumping off the boat, this man comes screaming, waving his arms, blood pouring off his body, you know, long fingernails, claws, you know, hair unkempt. So he's running up to Jesus wildly, and Jesus says to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. And the man drops to his knees in front of Jesus, 
and he yells at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? In God's name, don't torture me. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he said, My name's Legion, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again not to send them out of the area. This is really interesting because you'd think Jesus would command an evil spirit or a demon to come out of someone and it'd just come out. Mm. But instead, the evil spirit... But instead, the demon starts arguing with him, Mm -hmm. starts negotiating. Trade-off. It's really interesting, right? And I think it's because of the lesson that that you know Jesus allows this to happen, so that we can see what's going on. But it's really interesting to me that the demons here recognise who Jesus immediately is. Mm. Jesus, the Son of the Most High. It's really interesting that just the presence of Jesus is a torture to the forces of evil. Mm. Right? Jesus can't be there and not be inflicting pain on the enemy of our souls. You know, if Jesus is in your life, you're winning. Mm -hmm. You're winning already, Mm -hmm. right? This man was winning already because Jesus was right in front of him, even though he hadn't been delivered yet, but he was winning already, Mm. right? The demons were being tortured by the presence of Jesus. And what they don't want is they don't want to be sent out of the region. Now, that tells you something. It tells you they liked it there. Mm. <laughs> like, they, were, they were comfortable. <laughs> they were comfortable. <laughs> you know, like me, I live on the Gold Coast. I like it here. Mm-hmm. When I started this job, I was asked by the board of Good News Unlimited to go and, you know, sit myself in an office in Brisbane. And I said, no, thanks. I want to live from home. I like it there. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm closer to the beach. Better views. No commute. Mm. But the demons like it here. They like it in the region of the Gerasenes. And I think that's really interesting. They actually plead with Jesus as an alternative if they leave this man for Jesus to allow them to go into a herd of pigs that was nearby. Right. And Jesus agrees. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. And the herd, which was there were about a 1,000 pigs in it, they all rushed down the steep bank into the lake and threw themselves headlong into into the Sea of Galilee and and were drowned. Mm. That tells you something about what happens if you allow Satan control of your life. Won't be a good outcome, that's for sure. It won't be a good outcome, (laughs) right? It won't be a rational outcome, right? It's not what you want. Now, the pig herders, when they saw this, they ran off and they reported it to to the town officials. Everyone who they could gather around, they told them what had happened and they all came to see all the dead pigs floating on the shore and Jesus and this man. Now, you'd think that they'd be really happy, wouldn't you? Oh, thank you, Jesus. The family would be really happy. Oh, thank you, because, you know, uh, you've restored John to us and in his, in his, he's in his right mind. When they actually came to Jesus, he was in his right mind and Jesus and the disciples had clothed him. And so they should have been really grateful. Thank you, because, you know, he was a good neighbor and now he's back and we're no longer in fear of our lives. This is, this is wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. No. What do you think is all they care about, Malcolm? You killed our pigs. <laughs> <laughs> how often in, in our lives do we care more about the pigs than Jesus? <laughs> or how often do we care more about the pigs than our neighbour? Mm-hmm. Look, what they're doing is they care more about their economy than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Think about that one. Mm. They care more about their economy than Jesus and they actually beg Jesus to get out of here in case he kills any more pigs. Sure. And because they're upset at him, and Jesus Jesus is a gentleman. He'll never stay where he's not wanted. If you don't want him in your life, he won't stay. He's just knocking at the door, like the Bible says, of your heart, you know, asking if you're willing to invite him in. But he's a gentleman. 
but don't do like these people did and ask him to to nick off, mm. to leave, because you prefer pigs than the blessings of the kingdom of God. You prefer rubbish than the presence of Jesus in your life. Don't do that. Anyway, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed but who is now completely rational and healed, he begged to go with Jesus. Jesus, I want to go with you. I want to follow you wherever you go. Now, wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to I want to learn more about who you are and and what you do and I want I just want to be close to you. And Jesus didn't let him. But instead he said, "Go home to your own people, these people who had rejected him, and tell them how much I've done for you and how I've had mercy on you." And so he went away and he began to tell in all those 10 Gentile cities that were nearby what Jesus had done for him and how amazing Jesus was. I know many of us are grateful for what Jesus has done in our lives. But Jesus doesn't want us to separate ourselves from our communities. The best way to follow Jesus is to just go to the people we live with, people we work with and we play with, and just because of the change that they can see in our lives and share with them what Jesus has done for you. Mm. And that's the very best way that we can follow Jesus. Christians throughout history have sometimes had an urge to go and live in caves as hermits or on top of hills or go and some stranger ones want to go into communes and all this sort of thing. Isolate themselves. Isolate themselves. Mm. No. Here you have the Son of God. He did not isolate himself in heaven. He came down to earth. And in a religious culture where you, you know, you only dealt with Jews and you avoided non-Jews, he goes to this non-Jewish area and the person that he chooses to bless is not only a Gentile, like a pagan dog, that's that's what the Jews call Gentiles or non-Jews, they call them dogs, is not only a dog, but someone who's completely out of his mind and demon-possessed. Thank God Jesus didn't mm. isolate himself away from me. and He didn't isolate himself away from you. And so if you want to follow Jesus and represent his message and his work in the world, don't isolate yourself from your community, from your family and your friends, those who you work with and you play with. Just go and do what this man did and share with them what Jesus has done for you. Encounters with Jesus with Dr. Ellie Gonzalez and Malcolm Pollard. Brought to you by Good News Unlimited. To receive GNU's unlimited daily devotional email, visit goodnewsunlimited.com.